0: hello i'm montana and i'm samantha and you're listening to reaper tales i almost messed that up for a minute oh but (laughs) we had it we got it this time oh yeah (laughs) i just messed it up and today i'm going to tell samantha about the murder of lucy johnson but before we get started samantha what are we drinking uh we are doing another
1: dealer's choice uh because montana told me nothing about this case except for the fact that we weren't doing a theme drink so I am prepared with my truly and I believe you are as well so uh let's not waste any time let's go ahead and get this started cheers cheers because I'm gonna have to edit it (laughs) real quick Mm because we're recording this again the day before and and it's a little late so um Montana tell me about this case that you've been dangling in front of me uh without telling me anything
0: Uh, it would be my pleasure, but before I get started, I'm going to list out some of my resources, not going to list out all of them because there are a ton of them. Uh, I've got several articles from ABC News, uh, an article from journalnow.com, a really good article by, on, uh, KellyTrueCrime.Squarespace.com, which, I mean, she had some interesting stuff up there. Several articles from the Gaston Gazette and an article from wbtv.com, and there's a couple more, but I will list them uh, in the show notes. Before I get started, Samantha, while I told you that this case is technically unsolved, I think, I think by the end of it, you're gonna know that it is solved. Uh, but when you start to think that, I have a little bit of a surprise at the end of this for you, and you're not going to see it coming. Okay. All right. So <laughs> buckle I'm up. I'm adequately uh, prepared to be unprepared for the ending. Ah, ah, always with me. It's, <laughs> it's the ADHD, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Never know what I'm going to bring to the table. All right. So. Lucy Johnson, a 31-year-old mother of two, worked as a registered nurse in the emergency room of Kings Mountain Hospital. Lucy had been married twice and divorced twice. During the summer of 2008, Lucy was engaged to a man by the name of Michael Mead. and was about three months pregnant with her third child. And this would be her boyfriend's or fiancé's child. Around 3 a.m. on July 16, 2008, several calls were made to the Gaston County Police. Lucy's house was on fire. Several neighbors called for Lucy outside of her home, but there were no answers. By the time first responders arrived, the house was engulfed in flames. Firefighters struggled to put out the flame, or put out the fire. It took several hours before they could identify Lucy. Her children had thankfully spent the night with their dads and were safe. Investigators were able to determine that there was an accelerant used to deliberately start the fire. It was started on the ground floor, moved up the stairs, and ended in the master bedroom where Lucy was found. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you're starting this off with a bang. Okay. I know. (laughs) It was quickly discovered that the fire was not Lucy's cause of death, however. The autopsy showed Lucy had been shot in the head multiple times and police believed that she had been sexually assaulted. Her underwear had been ripped, leading investigators to believe she had tried to fight off her assailant. There was a rape kit performed and testing was sent off. And I'm, I'm going through this quickly because there's not a ton of information on like just the crime in and of itself. This is pretty much what they report across the board in every article that I find what's, The investigation is a big part of this case, because there are a lot of suspects. Okay. So, the police started their investigation by speaking to Lucy's family, who told police Lucy had several exes and was currently engaged to Mike Mead. By all accounts, Mike and Lucy's relationship was a whirlwind. They had met three months previously. Whoa.
1: And that's how far along she was, right? Yep. Okay, then.
0: So they moved pretty quickly. When police spoke to with Mike, he said he had been at Lucy's house that night before the fire, and that he wasn't the only person present that night. Lucy's first husband, Philip, had stopped by to pick up their daughter, Laura. Police cleared Philip almost immediately and said that he was home with his new wife and daughter the night Lucy was killed. Philip and his new wife were also friends with Lucy, like they had a really good relationship. So much so that uh, Lucy had asked them to be the godparents of her new child. Talk about like wow co-parenting <laughs> like that's incredible. <laughs> well, Lucy's relationship with her first husband was amazing. The same couldn't be said for her relationship with her second husband, Jim Johnson. Lucy had filed a restraining order against him at one point. Lucy's friend Deanna said that she had witnessed Jim yelling and cussing at Lucy on multiple occasions. It was also said that Jim Johnson, and I'm going to refer to him as Jim, and you'll see why in a minute. Jim Johnson. It was also said that Jim Johnson was physically abusive as well, but Jim Johnson denied those claims because, duh, what is he going to say? Yeah, I like I yep, was it was me. Abusive. It was, I totally did it. Yeah. whatever. Jim was cleared eventually. He took a polygraph test and passed. and was also at home over 200 miles away at the time of the murder. Okay. So we've eliminated two suspects.
1: Two prime, like, automatic type suspects, too, so.
0: Yeah. And especially with that history of abuse and that relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously that person's going to be. Boy,
1: he must have been really relieved that he had an alibi.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what on earth? So the reason I said that I was going to call that person Jim Johnson is because there is another Jim in the picture. Ah. This one is Jim Spellick, the father of her son, Kason, and Lucy's ex-boyfriend. At the time of her murder, the two were in a pretty ugly custody battle. Okay, so...
1: The ex-husband was the father of her firstborn?
0: The daughter, yeah. So And then, so this is the secondborn. Okay. Yeah, the secondborn was by her ex-boyfriend, Jim Spellick. And then she was pregnant with her third when she died. Yes, and that was Mike Meads. Okay. Um, At the time of her murder, the two were in a pretty ugly custody battle. Jim had allegedly threatened Lucy many times, and Lucy told a friend that if something happened to her... Jim was responsible. Oh, geez. (laughs) Jim actually stopped by Lucy's at 7 p.m. the night she died to pick up their son.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. When questioned, Jim told police he stopped by Lucy's around 7 and was there for about five minutes. He said he and Kason went home and he spent the evening texting with a female friend. He shared his phone log with police, and police quickly discovered that the phone went silent between the hours of one o five p or one o five a m to three thirty a m. And neighbors called the police at three a m. That her house was it's not on looking fire. good. It's not looking great. Jim explained this away by saying he had fallen asleep, but had never left his house. When questioned, his roommate verified he had not left his house. So was his roommate up all night long? That was my question, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, uh, I literally, I I live with my husband, and I have no idea where he's at right now. Well, no, I
1: was just thinking, I always think that way when you have like a spouse that vouches and says, oh, yeah, he was here all night. He was in bed with me. I can tell you right now. Paul and I sleep in the same bed all night. If I got up in the middle of the night and walked away and came back hours later, he wouldn't know. You know how I know this? I was having hot sweats really bad for a while, and I would get out of bed because I was constantly tossing and turning and I didn't want to keep him up. I would get out of bed at, like, midnight, go to the couch, fall asleep, wake up at, like, 4 a.m., and then go back to the bed, and he never even knew I
0: left. Yeah, that sounds like a man so
1: (laughs) actually it sounds like a roommate that just kind of lives in the same like general vicinity as you that's not i i I always find that sketchy when it's just like oh well they were with me all night were you awake yeah no
0: yeah it's definitely sketchy i don't know i mean i appreciate you you
1: saying well when i went to bed he was here and when i got up he was here okay but
0: still yeah well, what freaks me out the most is that his phone went silent between mm-hmm. the hours that this occurred. Well, and he used that as an
1: alibi, which is weird. So it's almost like he was planning that as if I'm going to use this as an alibi, but I'm also going to go silent for, what, two, two and a half hours? Yeah. Oh, I fell asleep. Oh, it just so happened to coincide with it? Hmm.
0: Yeah, no. Okay. Sure. Well, and... Uh,
1: which I haven't heard the rest of the case, but I'm just saying like that would immediately be a red flag for me.
0: Oh, definitely. And it was a it was a red flag for police too. Because <laughs> Well, that's um, a relief. They quickly obtained a warrant for Jim's house and his car. But they didn't find anything and he was eventually cleared. Drat. Yeah, drats. Darn.
1: Well, this would have been a really short case if uh, I said it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Now that police have pretty much cleared all of Lucy's exes, that left one suspect, her fiance, Mike Mead. So let's talk
1: about Mike for a moment. Also, can we talk about the fact that she had a Jim Johnson and now Mike Mead? Like, was
0: she doing the whole... I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Comic idea. (laughs) I mean, it kind of... Do you think that they're superheroes? Actually, no. They're probably the villain. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds like it anyway. Um, when police looked into Mike's background, they discovered that he had a history of being violent and confrontational with women. Shocking. His ex-wife had reported several domestic violence incidents and abuse. Mike obviously denied these claims. (laughs) So this is the second one
1: that she's been with that's had these kind of
0: yeah. And in one like article, like a 2020 article or whatever, her friend Deanna said, uh, you know, she had like a, I didn't write down the quote, but it was something along the lines of she had a um, she was pretty bad at picking love interests. So <laughs> she just wasn't very lucky in that aspect of it. Which I mean, we've all been there at some point or another. um, But so Mike obviously denied the claims that his ex-wife said, and he stated, he stated he had never been arrested for anything, for any of those okay. claims. Okay, because, and I, wrote, I wrote because it only counts if you're caught, right? I thought that was the rule. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. This dude is whack. I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. A neighbor of Lucy's said she started to suspect Mike after watching his behavior, which she called theatrical. Yeah. And this is, yeah. What's even weirder was an exchange Mike had with police when he showed up at the crime scene. What? He asked them where his engagement ring was.
1: Really? That's your concern,
0: <laughs> right? Why are you even asking about that? Like your fiance's house was on fire, sir. Yeah. Whoa. What? <laughs> Did he okay. ask
1: about all of his things next? Like all his clothes and stuff? Are they okay?
0: No, no. Uh, what he what uh, what he said was what he said was. God, I can't. I can't with this guy. And I, I want to remind you that at the time he asked about the ring, the police had not yet confirmed that Lucy was even dead or that she was even in the house. Okay, but he can't know where she is then, because it gets worse, Sam. Okay. <laughs> Mike tried to explain this away by saying he wanted them to find it, so Lucy could be could wear it when she was buried
1: no 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 no. wait are you are you telling me that you didn't expect her to be wearing it because if you were concerned with the ring being in the house then that means it would have assumedly been on her finger which means she's in the house which means you had an idea of that and you were more concerned about the ring than the body it was attached to
0: um yeah and again police had not yet confirmed that lucy was even dead or inside the house when he said i want her to be buried with it okay (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, uh, um, okay all
1: right sure that's how he justified it too by the way
0: mm-hmm. yep okay he he's
1: just he's one of those that's just gonna keep digging
0: yeah and he has an answer <laughs> for everything he's like he's like uh, your classic gaslighter too uh, lovely yeah. i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna like this guy i can tell yeah that. or he, yeah so, weirder still was what Mike did when they brought Lucy's body out. I want Can you just can you guess what he did? Do you think what's Over the Over
1: theatrical and like just collapses and screams and hollers?
0: Nope. He does something way stranger. According to Lucy's uncle Ken, Mike began taking pictures of the body as they wheeled it out. What? Mhm. The hell? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, why? And so his explanation for this, Sam. His explanation for this was to show Kaysen what to show K. And Kaysen's a like a A child, baby. He's a baby. He's a little baby. He's a little yeah, little kid. He wanted to quote to show Kacen what Jim Spellick did to his mommy. So he's he's going to tell an infant, a small child, he's going to show a picture of his dead mother to this small child. Who died in in a fire. fire."
1: Who died in a fire, which means all kinds of burned up, correct? Yeah. That's like... Okay.
0: And then he's going to blame his father for it.
1: Okay, who had a solid alibi?
0: Who had a solid, well, not a solid out. Al- Jim is the one who stopped talking on his cell phone between the hours of one. Oh, I thought that was the boyfriend,
1: the ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm.
0: That's Jim Spellig.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I got him backwards. Yeah. So just. just he a, had a quote unquote alibi. Did the two of them work together to get this done? Because.
0: It, it it's seems actually, sketch. It was actually a theory at one point, but I didn't put it in here. I'm glad you came to that conclusion yourself, though. Yeah, so he, he said, to showcase in what Jim Spellick did to his mommy. Gross. Unquote. Okay. Disgusting. Again, and I want to point this out, while he was taking pictures of this, of the body, at this point, police hadn't identified the body as belonging to Lucy. I mean, you I mean, make- it's not
1: i'll I'll give play at a devil's advocate, and I, I would think that you would kind of naturally assume that it would be her, but at the same time, this guy's an idiot, um and he's giving off red flags left and right, so he's yeah. basically wearing them as clothing at this point, so
0: red flags, yeah, ooh, we should make a red flag suit for people <laughs> just it to him it's mm, okay. mm-hmm. an idea. So I always um, suspect in these unsolved cases, I'm just going to keep sending it to like people uh, without any information that I know are just big red flags themselves there. <laughs> uh, so obviously the police brought him in for questioning when they asked Mike what he did after he left Lucy's that night. He told them he left at 8.15 p.m., drove 45 minutes to his home, and called Lucy at 10 p.m., and they spoke for about an hour. He then played video games until 1 a.m. Would you like to know what his alibi is? Absolutely. (laughs) He said his GPS, PlayStation records, and his alarm system were his alibis. Mike's home alarm system said he had activated it at one a.m. and deactivated it at seven fifteen a.m. This this is an alarm system from
1: two thousand eight, which is easily Did you not months. have a, have you like turned it on as you walked out the door? Mm, that's a good question.
0: Hmm, hmm, hmm. That's
1: when a lot of people activate their alarm system in addition to before they go to bed.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Solid. Thanks. Yeah. So police uh, wanted to question him about the unborn baby. And so Mike said he was excited about being a dad, but didn't believe that the baby was his at first. (laughs) This is a bang up guy. This is terrible. Okay. Sir, get a lawyer. (laughs) Stop talking! Please stop talking. There's this guy on TikTok who like watches videos of people like just saying some dumb shit and like doing dumb things, and he's like he's like a musician, mm-hmm. and anytime he's watching those videos, half of it he does a, a song that's just "Shut up, shut up," <laughs> and that's like all I can think in my head <laughs> for this guy. I'm just like "Shut up, shut up." <laughs>
1: Imagine being this guy and then having to call a lawyer after you've already said all this stuff. And they're like,
0: I, I'm not touching it. You're on your own, But I'm not touching this. Uh, so I can't he- dig you out of this hole.
1: Sorry. You're on your own.
0: No. Yeah. Like, no shit. There's just, I, he's just one big red flag. I can't with him. It's like, we're sorry. He's not guilty by
1: reason of stupidity. He's just too stupid. He couldn't do it.
0: but we're not saying that he did it, by the way. I, I know. want to oh, make I'm that clear. Sad. He he said, and I quote, We had sex once and three weeks later she was pregnant, unquote. <laughs> Which duh, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> that's what I
1: was thinking, almost verbatim.
0: <laughs> It, it can't ever, be a one and done, sir. Sorry. Did he ever take like a an anatomy class or sex ed, <laughs> anything?
1: What? <laughs> they, they had the talk. The birds and the bees talk with him during the interview. Like, sir, what? let's let's explain this to you real quick.
0: We only had sex once, and then somehow she was magically pregnant like three weeks later. <laughs> Oh, honey. Uh,
1: You're dumb. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, obviously, because this guy's an idiot, but that is entirely
0: possible. Yeah. Just to clarify. He did say he believed her after she offered to take a paternity test. Sure. Yeah. Like... I just, it's just that whole, like, male mentality of, like, Mm -hmm. not believing women when they say things. But once they they say that they're going to do something that can prove Prove it, it. they're like, you know what? This is probably right. I believe them now. Like, you didn't believe them as a person. You believed them when they were willing to, like, prove it to you. But not, you don't want them to actually prove
1: you were wrong in your Mm -hmm. assumption. You're just like, okay okay don't
0: don't that's fine i'll believe you yeah so okay (sighs) great bang up guy uh mike agreed to take a polygraph test of course he did and actually ended up taking two of them the examiner accused him of trying to alter the results by holding his breath and breathing erratically i actually have heard of people doing that Mm hmm. Mike tried to explain this away by saying he was nervous and hadn't slept in days. The results of the polygraph tests were both undetermined. Mm. Which red flag. Didn't help you.
1: Didn't yeah. help you to take those.
0: Now, during the autopsy, if you remember, they collected a rape kit. Mm. Well,. When they tested it, it came back as matching Mike. I thought they only had sex once. Uh, well, I mean, they were <laughs> engaged, whatever. Uh, this <laughs> this wouldn't be a huge deal, except, because, you know, they were partners, they are fiancé, pe- people who are in relationships have sex. Surprise. But... Right before Lucy was murdered, uh, she had had a procedure done to help her carry her baby to full term, and doctors had advised her that having sex, having intercourse, could harm the baby. I'm not sure what this procedure is, but this is what they said. Good old Mike uh, had an answer for this as well. He told police they had had sex three to four days before Lucy was killed. Which, okay. Okay. I mean, I can't say that that's not true. Uh, Sperm does. It sticks
1: around for a while.
0: I think it's, what, seven days it can stick around? Uh, Sounds about right. So. Yeah. None of his answers mattered, however, because police arrested him anyway. (laughs) Fuck you, Mike. You're going to jail. (laughs) He was charged with rape, arson, and first-degree murder. And uh, I just want to, like, I didn't write this in my notes, but when he was arrested, he originally wasn't, um, they they denied bail, but then they came back and allowed bail. I think it was like $65,000 or something like that for bail. Uh, and this was, there's actually a bunch of articles written after all of this from uh, Michelle Dye, who is Lucy Johnson's mother. She was really upset about them allowing him to have bond and things like that. She went on to, like, start um, some kind of foundations and things like that that are around this. So, yeah, I just wanted to include that, but it wasn't, you know, originally a part of my notes. Uh, A whopping, so he didn't sit in jail for that whole time. It's basically what I'm saying. But he did sit in there long enough, I can tell you. Three years after Lucy's murder, the trial began in June 2011. We've got a good amount of evidence, right? And on top of all that evidence, there was also a jailhouse informant that testified that Mike confessed to killing Lucy. The informant said that Mike said he shot Lucy and shot her again because he freaked out, which is the right amount of bullet wounds that she had. She had two bullet wounds. But also, you can't... That
1: public information, though? Do people know that?
0: I didn't see where it said it was. It might have been. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, yeah, well, no... I was just going to say, autopsies are public record, but if it's an ongoing case, they don't release those records.
1: I wouldn't think they would release the full record, just because there, there's a reason why they keep the, there's there's it makes sense why they would keep that hidden because you want to have something to be able to justify if somebody comes forward
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't know um in any case you know take take a jailhouse informant with a grain of yeah. salt they they're more unreliable than reliable so yeah and they always get some kind of like deal out of mm-hmm. it shorten their sentence what have you um Benefits but while in jail. Any good, like, process, any good, like, defense lawyer is going to ask that, or mm-hmm. any prosecutor is going to immediately say, when they bring up a witness or a jailhouse informant or an expert, say, Okay, what are you getting out of this deal? Right. Are you getting paid as an expert? How much are you getting paid? So that would be, you know, public. The jury would know about that. Right. So. Yeah. So uh that that was uh that was a little nail in the in the cap. However, uh things take a turn pretty quickly in this trial. When prosecutors brought up the DNA from Mike that quote unquote proved he sexually assaulted Lucy, and I say quote unquote because it doesn't technically prove that he sexually assaulted her.
1: No, just there, means that
0: at some point he had sex with her. Yeah. Whether that was consensual or not, we can't actually say. They're making a lot of assumptions.
1: I was thinking that when you said that they arrested him on all of these charges, that was my first thought was like, but from what I've heard so far, there was no proof that there actually was an assault.
0: Yeah. Um, The defense brought out an expert that explained that sperm found on the rape kit was aged and proved Mike's story that they had had sex a few days before her death. There you go. The judge actually ended up throwing out the rape charges. Not surprising. Which just right in the middle of a trial to do something like that.
1: It's not a good sign.
0: No, it's not. The defense also used Lucy's friend's statement about Jim Spellick to try and put the blame on him. The statement, if you don't remember, was, quote, If something happens to me, Jim Spellick did it, unquote. Lucy actually told her friend this, and I didn't put this in at the beginning. She told her friend this just five hours before she died. I'm sorry, before she was killed. They also, the defense also used her journal entries to try and throw suspicion on Jim Spellick. One juror told 2020, quote, she journaled that if anything were to happen to me, Spellick did it, unquote. I mean,
1: not great timing, but you could say that about people that are just very angry and mean or manipulative or abusive. It doesn't. It's not like that actually means that that is how that works. That's just the, it's just an offhand statement that some people make. I have made that statement about certain situations. Uh, yeah. I've made
0: that situation. That, that <laughs> statement about you made it. that situation. I, I made that. For God, <laughs> my my mouth was moving way fast. Like my brain and my mouth were moving way faster than like I could actually speak. That's what just happened. Uh, I've made that same statement about your situation too. I know. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not funny, and I was <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> oh God. What a time to be alive. Yeah, 100%. So once the case was over, once the once all the evidence had come out, closing arguments had happened, the jury deliberated for almost 2 days. Oh wow. And came back with a verdict of not guilty. Not surprising. Which can we d- people are dumb, people say dumb things, but they didn't have the evidence to yeah. prove he had actually done it and i feel like in my opinion on this the prosecution the prosecution should have never taken this to court i'm surprised it went past a um grand jury a grand jury yeah when you said they took
1: it to court i was kind of surprised i was surprised they arrested him honestly on the charges um, cuz if he gets acquitted, you're done. Like, yeah. you, you can't try him for the same same charges, so you better make sure you can prove your case.
0: And the simple fact that, it, and they really, they really, what's the statement I'm trying to say? They, like, ate their own tail or whatever. They really fucked up in this case because not only did they, they charge him with first-degree murder, but they went ahead and put the arson on there, too. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just, if they had saved the arson, they could prosecute him later with more evidence for the arson.
1: Yeah, I mean, up to this point, I haven't heard any evidence other than, I mean, that tied him to it, I yeah. should say. I mean, well, if there was evidence it was arson, that was, that was a thing. But I didn't hear anything that you said so far that, that really linked him solidly to that.
0: Yeah, just him making a bunch of dumb statements. A
1: lot of dumb statements.
0: Yeah, um... There was an incident before he was arrested, because from the time of her being murdered to the time that they actually arrested him, it, it that was like a six month period. He was actually uh, charged. I think it was. I didn't write it down. I should have written it down. He was actually charged for, I think, vandalism or something like that. He slashed Jim Spellick's tires. What does he have it out for this guy? I think he's just trying to put the blame on him. I can't, I can't exactly say, like, I don't know. Hmm. It's just incredibly weird. And I can't, myself, I can't say whether he did it or not, or if Jim Spellick did it or not. I'm not saying that they did. Yeah. Sue me. So, yeah. So, he was acquitted. He cannot be charged. Double jeopardy. Mm -hmm. He cannot be charged with it again. Um. Lucy's family was uh, obviously outraged. Her mother, Michelle Dye, said she understands why he was acquitted, but she believes he was guilty of the murder. And like she's pretty vocal about it. There are a lot of interviews with her where she says, "No, I know he did it. Like, I know he did it." But originally, and
1: and I mean, she could be right. Sometimes our gut instinct just tells us things because you're seeing things that you don't realize you're seeing. However they were unable to prove that in front of a jury without a shadow of a doubt.
0: They were unable to prove it in front of a jury, but before he was arrested, before Mike was arrested, the entire family thought Jim Spellick did it. There are interviews from before Mike Mm. was arrested where the family saying, we believe we believe. And even after he was arrested, they were like, we believed up until Mike was arrested that Jim Spellick was the one who killed her. So, I don't know that it's a good feeling. I think
1: it sounds like she just thought they had more than they did. Yeah. And which I mean, I would have thought that it, to be honest, based on what you've told me, and obviously there's other things, but I mean, just based on the, the small bit that I've heard, and obviously the jury heard more than this of what their evidence was, but I mean, I would have assumed they would have more than this before they charged him and then took it to trial.
0: I think they did, and I think that was another reason why Michelle Dye was so upset about it, because she made a statement afterwards that there was evidence that was never shown at trial, that should have been shown at trial. So maybe they did have more evidence, but was that evidence beneficial to the prosecution, or could the defense use it against them in some way? So they probably weighed that in some way. But again, I don't know, because... The prosecution to me just seems so, um, they weren't prepared for this. They jumped the gun on it, which is, I just, they dropped the ball. It was a bad choice. Yeah. choice. They definitely dropped the ball on it. It's crazy because I've heard cases
1: where, so, you know, we had the, um, the other unsolved that I did, the first two-parter. Um, that I did and it was the same sort of thing when they brought the first person to trial, it was like, but they didn't really have anything. In fact, some of the things that, that were used to quote unquote rule him out, ruled him out just like it did the other people, but they just didn't include that in the case. And it was like, that happens. And then you have other cases where it seems like they have boatloads of evidence but they don't take it to trial because they're worried they're going to lose. So it's just so weird sometimes how they make these decisions on what they take to trial and what they don't.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I
1: wonder sometimes on the experience of maybe the DA or something like that.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. And this was, you know, Gastonia. So there's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what the prosecution's like in Gastonia, even though I am now a Gastonian resident. Now you all know where I live. Uh, don't murder me. So I want you to uh, I want you to think about um, when this case took place. So it was summer two thousand and eight. and this is where I have a surprise for you. Can you think of another case that we have covered that happened in the summer of two thousand and eight? Uh,
1: no, but I feel like that should have some significance, but my mind is completely blank right now.
0: That's okay.
1: I also had to work all day and was in back-to-back meetings, so, you know.
0: Girl, me memory, too. My memory's
1: <laughs> foggy at best, so why would you throw that at me?
0: Me too. So, um, while I was researching this, I found some interesting, uh, some inter, an interesting article, ar- blah, 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 blah. I almost went the whole thing without doing it. Oh, my God. You did so good. I know. Uh, I found something interesting in an article I found from the Gaston Gazette, and it was written in 2015. Uh, I found a confession. And not just any confession, either. Because it wasn't a confession just for the murder of Lucy Johnson. In 2012, 2013-ish, a man who was already serving time for the mur- for a, a different murder, Jerry Douglas Case, confessed to two other murders in a letter to the Gassing Gazette. Jerry confessed to not only killing Lucy Johnson, but Jamie Fraley as well. I had a feeling that's who you were going to say. Uh-huh. I wasn't
1: sure, though. I was thinking either her or Debbie Wolfe, but I, I thought it was Jamie Fraley.
0: Yeah, Debbie Wolf would have been way before that. That was in the uh seventies, sixties, seventies? Yeah. Earlier. Exactly when it was. So yeah, he uh he wrote an entire letter to the Gassing Gazette uh confessing to the because it happened the same year. They both right happened on. the same okay. year. But my thing is And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. Uh his his confessions were found to be false. Uh he was doing this for attention. Um there's no evidence that Jamie Fraley is dead. And I know that's that can be wishful thinking on my part, but there's just no evidence that she is dead. So somebody confessing to her murder, and especially outside of that group of people from that case who are so mm-hmm. heavily involved in her life, I think we know who killed her or got rid of her or made her disappear. I think we know suspicions, that. Suspicions anyway. And if you think that I think it's the person who ended up in a trunk dead, you may be wrong. I am never going to tell you who I think it is outside of Samantha and not on this recording. But I think we already discussed this anyway. Yeah. So he he didn't do it. I just thought that I found that and I was like, no fucking way. Samantha's going to lose that's, her life. That's a crazy twist to to link to cases like that Uh okay our very first case and like we're on what episode 30 or something like that now i've lost track just to get all the way back (laughs) it's like incredible this is incredible and i will tell you uh dear listeners if it ever comes out that somebody new evidence comes up of jamie fraley i will say it at the beginning of the episode because i get all the updates for jamie fraley Like, I get an update a week in an email that says, this is what's new about the Jamie Fraley case. So, fear not, dear listeners. (laughs) I'm on it. So, I mean, uh, that's the end of it. Um, Mike Mead went on to say later in interviews that um, this entire situation ruined his life. Oh, no. Because, heaven forbid, (laughs) just the audacity of a man to look at a murder be be suspicious of like be the suspect in that murder be charged with a crime get off get acquitted look at a murdered victim and say because of this my life was ruined like how about how about the simple fact that she's dead what about her life mhm what
1: Ugh. about her children what about her who children now don't have a mother Well, Well, you know what I'm really concerned about? Did he ever
0: get the ring back? No. I don't think so. Oh, no. Oh, terrible. Um, when not just just her life, but her unborn child. And there were, like, there were some articles about um, changing the laws in North Carolina. And I'm not going to get into into the details of this. And I didn't include it in it. But I'm going to go ahead and bring it up briefly with you. But some people were upset that he was only charged with, initially charged, but not convicted, of one murder. They all wanted him to be charged with the murder of two people, which would have been Lucy and her unborn child. Which I'm not I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole. I'm not giving my opinion on. We're not going to go into that. Yeah. So,
1: uh, this is not the first time I've heard that either. I mean, that's been a regular thing that comes up in some of these cases. So, and, and I, I get it. I get why it's a debate just like any other. So it's, it's a hot topic.
0: I understand, but
1: I, I I you know, it's, it just, what bothers me is just this guy, like, yeah, okay, sure. How, how dare they ruin my life? Dude, how about you stop running your mouth and making yourself a suspect just because of the words that are coming out of your freaking mouth? yeah shut up shut up. i don't think he would have even gone to trial let alone be or i don't think he would have been charged let alone go to trial if he just kept his mouth shut yeah if he if the police had if he hadn't said anything except for when they brought him brought forth hey by the way we found your sperm why is that oh well, i had sex with her a few days ago like what are they gonna say to that you were engaged obviously that is something
0: that would probably happen she's that's it that's Or, or when they brought you into police custody to make a statement or interview you, you know that they read him his Miranda rights the second he got in there. You know they did. They had, well, yeah. I hope they did. The second they read his Miranda rights, he should have said, "Okay, I want a lawyer." That's then, it. That's it. Instead, he kept talking. He would not shut up. No.
1: And and honestly, him saying this ruined my life is just further evidence of him not being able to shut up. And it's further evidence of him making this about him. And it's further evidence of him just wanting attention.
0: I agree. Ugh. So what are your what's your thought? Give me your thought. Who thought. I think did it? Yeah. You can say you think maybe they did it, but we're not accusing anybody, so you can't sue us. All of the above.
1: Obviously, what I think doesn't really matter um i obviously have no evidence because i didn't even know about this case until an hour ago yeah i had um, it either so i mean honestly i wonder if it was like a one two duo type thing um just because i was just so weird for the the alibi for the other one to just be gone i mean it is entirely possible you fell asleep and, and i get that like i've been texting late and falling asleep mid-text before so that's it's not even improbable. It's just really unlucky, maybe, that yeah. he happened to wake up and start texting again right around that time. Um, well, and the fact that he was
0: in an ugly, like, uh, custody battle with her. So he had yeah, more, but... He had benefit it, for her dying. He did, but then you've got the other
1: thing of, you know, sometimes it's just really unhappy coincidences. And I have met a lot of people that I really don't like. And I've gotten in a lot of ugly fights with two people in particular. Um, I don't get in a lot of ugly fights, but when you're an ugly person, it kind of is unavoidable. Doesn't mean that I would ever kill that person regardless of the outcome of the fight. So yeah, it gives motive possible motive, but it doesn't really cinch the deal for me. The problem I have is with the current fiance. When you told me she was three months along and they'd only been dating for three months. I was like, all right, so this guy probably not really with her because he wants to be with her probably with her because she got pregnant. So strike one strike two. He's asking for the ring before he even knows what's going on in the house. Strike three is he's taking pictures of the dead body, assuming it's her and having no problem with it. Like if you had any feelings for this person, You're not going to want to look at it, let alone take pictures of it. Number four, you're doing the pictures so that you can show it to her son and accuse his father of doing it when you don't even know anything about what happened, according to you, because you're not guilty because you were at home. So it's like there's just so much sketch going on here. And the fact that he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Sometimes people run their mouth and they say things that are untrue. Sure this is a lot of stuff that made him sound real guilty and i think he's just really dumb and doesn't know how to not talk about things he shouldn't talk about yeah
0: and the simple fact that he was he thinks about he's clearing. smarter
1: yeah he thinks well, he's smarter you're not gonna put these things together uh dude
0: the audacity really bad. man <laughs>
1: So I would say I would say out of the people and the the, that you spoke about in this case, I would say he's the most likely.
0: I mean, I definitely think he's the most likely and he does have something to benefit from it, especially if he didn't want to have children. Well, even if he did, that's still
1: something where I mean, obviously, he's a shit all person in general. I don't think even if he did want the kid, he wanted to take care of it. Yeah. And that's a lifelong commitment. So if you are going to have a child with somebody and, you know, who knows, maybe he was trying to convince her to have an abortion and she refused to do it. Okay. Well, now I'm going to pretend to be this loving boyfriend, but I don't want to have to pay for this child if we don't make it. I don't want to have to take care of him for the rest of his life. I mean, that's a huge commitment. And this guy does not strike me as somebody who thinks that far in the future.
0: I would agree, and then for him to immediately out the gate in his police inter- interrogation to admit not only that, not only that he had impregnated her so quickly, but out the gate he didn't believe it was his.
1: Yeah, that's Shut a, up. that's a good giveaway. And the the thing, that, oh well, I believed her after she threatened basically to get a paternity test. Hmm, but see, I think that's a, I think that's an out. I think sometimes they don't want you to do that because they don't want the actual proof that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They just want to say, well, I believed her. And that's okay. an out that they can always use. But if there's proof, then they're just stuck. Yeah, I would so agree. So him saying that didn't mean anything to me whatsoever. I, I don't think he... I think he suspected genuinely that it could be somebody else's and he didn't want proof that it was his. Because he wanted to always be able to say, "Well, that could have been
0: somebody else's baby." Well, it could've, he could have said that, or he, in his head, you know, men don't like to be wrong. I mean, I'm generalizing men. I'm not saying all men. Okay? You don't
1: like to be wrong either. Let's be honest. I don't like to be <laughs> wrong.
0: It's, it's incredibly hard for me to admit when I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm getting. I've gotten really good at you, you admitting that better. I'm wrong. You know, therapy is a great thing for people, especially nice. a Leo with ADHD and anxiety. <laughs> And a wonderful, understanding
1: Capricorn friend. Yeah, exactly. But I, <laughs>
0: I think, I think if she took the test and it came back to be his, it proves that he was wrong at something. And a person with mm-hmm. an ego like his, um, you know, I'm making. I'm gonna guess to he's
1: got that. an ego just based on the words coming out of his mouth at every turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that was a part of it too. Just him not. No one wants to be wrong. He got lucky that they
1: arrested him and put him to trial with what they had. Yeah. Because I feel like if they had had more or if they'd waited, he very easily could have been found guilty.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think the po- prosecution definitely fucked up in this. Mm-hmm. Super hard. There was so much. And unfortunately, that. that is something that happens
1: sometimes in some of these cases.
0: Yeah. So, So that's my case. Wow. Okay. Good job. Roller coaster. I know that was a roller coaster. That's very much <laughs> a roller coaster. Well, I did a great job. Go me. Pat myself on the back. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Sam, where can our listeners find us on our social media? Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Reaper Podcast. You can email us at rebergals at dot com you can
1: like rate review subscribe follow all of the different things on all the listening platforms whatever you use
0: please Mm -hmm. and be sure when you rate uh to write a glowing review about us um just so we get some positivity sometimes pretty please pretty Pretty please please. even if you just say like um their voices aren't that terrible that would be great (laughs) i'll take it i'll <laughs> I take it say that. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: me listening to my own voice i'm impressed that anybody still listens to this podcast
0: but i do appreciate it i know same and then then when i get done recording these i have to listen to myself multiple yeah, don't times while i edit it editing. and then i listen to it again once it's released like at some point i'm not gonna do that anymore this is why we only text outside of recording
1: because we're both just tired of hearing each other's voices yeah i'm sick of hearing <laughs> your voice, samantha <laughs>
0: I can't stand it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, for those who have rated and reviewed and subscribed and all of that, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And I hope you guys really enjoyed our spooky explosion. That is over now. We are not recording two episodes a week. Uh, that it was, was a lot. lot. Uh, it was a lot, especially in the middle of moving. So yeah. love you. Mean it. Uh, until next time. And for anybody. Well, hey,
1: too. For anybody who shares our posts on the social medias. Thank you. Very, very much. You're helping get the word out, too. So,
0: yes. I love forgot you. about that. Yeah, we do get a decent amount of post shares. Mm-hmm. Way to go, you guys. Um, love You're y'all. Awesome. Mean it. Until next time. The will come for us all.